We spent a lot of episodes discussing how important trust funding is to your estate plan, assuming a trust, of course, is part of your plan. However, the process can be tedious at times, and many attorneys don't handle the trust funding for the clients, or they might only provide minimal guidance, which can lead to further trouble. On top of that, you got various banks, employers, investment firms that can often frustrate clients even further. But a good experienced attorney should be able to navigate clients through any roadblocks, warn them of potential issues, and have options for how to finish the job when issues come up. That's what we're going to talk about today on Complete Estate Planning. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome into the show. Glad to have you once again. I'm Ben George with Nick Rosenbauer. Nick, good topic today. What uh, what made you think up this one? Well, I, I'm going to be honest here. We um, This is something that's always been going on, um, but we, long story short, there are different companies, different institutions that give people a headache or give people a hassle uh, when we do trust funding. And I'm not trying to sit here and act like it can't get done. And obviously that's bad. You know, when we tell people, hey, we need to get this done. And not only is it a little bit intricate, but you may get pushback. Um, it's not a fun truth to talk about, so to speak. But, you know, we, we, we've run into a number of issues. Um, and I think, honestly, since COVID started, and the acceptableness of no client service or customer service huh. has gone crazy. Um, I mean, the, the the stories I could tell you about simple requests or simple transactions being turned into a total nightmare mm. um, is out the wazoo. So we're, we're going to be talking about that today. Um, and, and a lot of these items are, you know, you know, we almost warn our clients ahead of time at this point. Hey, if you go to the bank, they could give you a hard time about this, about this, or about this. Here's the way around it, the vehicles. So we'll, we'll talk through that in detail. But uh, the things we're going to talk about today are, it seems like so common. Um, and honestly, Ben, some of these companies right now are in transition and buying each other up and owning this other company and changing account numbers and you had to use this form but now it's this company but you have to use the old form so um i think in the last six months we've pulled our hair out geez even even more than than usual so i think it's just something uh, we actually had a pretty crummy week this week as far as you know a lot of frustrations with uh helping our clients with trust funding. So maybe it's just my blood's boiling over. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's something you need to talk about. And look, the good thing about an attorney who does this all the time is we can say, hey, here's the way around it. And and some of the things we do is, hey, we need to get this done. There's probably two or three ways to skin the cap, but what's the path of least resistance while still getting it done? So what is the way to do this that does not absolutely you know, keep you up at night or make you want to beat your head against a wall. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we'll talk. It's kind of, you know, 
top of mind uh, right now. And, you know, my condolences go out to, we had a couple clients who really got jerked around by their bank this week. So we'll call it a, you know, this is going to be in dedication to them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true though. I mean, to your point, it's, I mean, I go in places now just expecting the worst. And if, if there's like an ounce of customer <laughs> service, I walk out like, man, that was a great experience. Yeah, and it catches you off guard, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely, it's a shame. It really is a shame. But we're going to try to provide you with some some uh, special care on today's episode, like we do on every episode of Complete Estate Planning. And if you have questions for Nick, uh, want to ask him anything that's on your mind, and especially if you want to get your estate plan started, just log on CincinnatiEstatePlan dot com. We hear from people all the time across the country, which we really appreciate and. Uh, we appreciate you spreading the word and, and listening to the show wherever that is. If you want to call as well, you can do that at 513-463-6789. All right, Nick, I'm going to jump into these and, and go through. We've got a few different areas where these, roadblock, block, where these roadblocks or potential issues might creep in a little bit. And you mentioned banks, so let's start there. Um, what, can, what can happen with these banks that, that make it trouble for you? Well, this didn't used to be as prevalent um, but I, I, and you may have noticed this too, but since COVID, everyone hates their bank. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you've dealt with that, but I used to like my bank and now I don't. And every single bank that I, you know, everyone I talk to people say, all right, where do you bank? And they will say the name and then they'll say, but I hate them. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. well, okay, great. So um, do you have one that you like? And I said, nope. I have one that I don't like. I'm in the same boat as you. I think a lot of it depends on if you talk to someone at the bank who's experienced, like a manager or supervisor. And I don't mean this in a crass way, but if you talk to a teller who's never, who doesn't have a lot of experience dealing with trust and they don't know what's going on, uh, could run into issues. So what you're trying to do when you're funding your bank accounts, savings accounts, like a CD, uh, you know, uh, would be another item here. You're going to the bank saying, I need my accounts to be owned by or re-registered uh, to my trust. And a lot of times they will give you trouble with it or flat out refuse to do it. It used to be something where they would re-register it. Like if I went in and said, hey, Mr. Chase Banker, I want to take my checking account that's owned by Nick Rosenbauer, and I want the Nick Rosenbauer or the Nick and Alicia Rosenbauer trust to be the new owner. Fill out some forms, let me see some information about the trust, everything like that, who's in charge of the trust so we can update our records, done. Now times they'll give you trouble, or my favorite is they will flat out refuse and say, we are not, it is against bank policy. That is the phrase. That is their fallback. Um, yeah. So if you ever hear them say it is against bank policy, just roll your eyes because, you know, <laughs> it's 50-50 shot that they don't know what they're talking about. Um, but they'll say it is against bank policy to change an owner on an existing account. They won't do it. What they'll do is they'll say you actually have to close out that account and open up brand new accounts with the trust as the owner from day one. And you think, okay, that's fine. Six of one, half dozen of the other, who cares? But then you realize you get a new bank account number, new checks, new debit cards, new login if you want to do your banking online. Mm -hmm. And all those automatic bill pays and direct deposits, hmm. they all get screwed up. They all have to be redone. Changing bank accounts or changing banks is a nightmare 
That's why I haven't fired my bank in the last three years. Um, and so the option here as a backup, and we coach our clients through this. I just warn them every time. I say, we want you to re-register the accounts to the trust. We have a whole instruction packet. Take it to your banker. If they give you trouble, if they say, we will not allow you to re-register the existing account, you have to close it, open a new one, the backup option, and we even put it in our instruction packet so it's plain as day. Say, please make the trust the beneficiary. Typically for the banks, they call it a pay on death mm-hmm. or transfer on death beneficiary for the account without changing name so it doesn't change ownership you don't have to get new checks so it's if you won't do it the right way here's the backup way keep it the same don't screw anything up make the trust the transfer on death or pay on death beneficiary for the account Um, and if that's the case obviously the trust doesn't own the account so you don't have the hey if the trustee can't handle it there's a backup trustee who can manage the trust it's outside of the trust at this point so you want to make sure that they have a copy uh, or at least are aware that you have a power of attorney. So if something happens to you, you get sick, but you're not dead yet, okay? So it's not going into the trust yet that there's a power of attorney who can step in and handle it, okay? So that's the way around it. I tell people six dozen of one, um, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. And we even put all those options in our instruction packet to the bank because of how common it is. So we can make it work, but no one is happy, Ben, about, hey, I want you to shut down your accounts, get new accounts, new account numbers, new debit card, new login. That's, that's a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing you can possibly do. So that's our that's our workaround. And unfortunately, that's becoming more and more common in the last three years uh, as more banks give people a hard time. Well, at least you're hopefully able to prevent some of that headache for people uh, from the start. But still, well, it sounds like it's not always too enjoyable um, <laughs> to work with some You got it. <laughs> what about vehicles? Uh, another... Item, I guess I know these the laws will vary from state to state when it comes to to vehicles, but what do you run into here? Yeah, well, and, and you're exactly right. I think I've talked about this before when we just talk about how to uh, how to handle vehicles um, with estate planning and trust funding. The laws on vehicles are different in every state. Like <clears throat> Kentucky has different rules than Ohio has different rules than Indiana. So this is something that some of these things I tell you may not apply at all for you. Um, First off, one of the things that I I get a lot of questions about, people say, what about vehicles that are leased? Leased vehicle is, think of it like you are renting a car long term. You don't technically own it. Now you have to insure it, don't get me wrong, but you don't technically own it. So there's nothing to be done there. It is not an asset that you have ownership of, so there's no inheritance per se. So for leased vehicles, the one nice thing about it is you don't have to worry about it. And then what you're normally trying to do, depending on your state, is make the trust the new registered owner of the vehicle. Um, And a lot of times, vehicles with a loan on them, so if you borrowed money on them, uh, on the title certificate, they'll see the little stamp that says there's a lien or you know, Honda credit or something, or the credit union or something. So a lot of times they won't let you re-register the vehicle without paying off or refinancing the loan. It's, It's kind of like a house. You can't sell the house 
and transfer ownership and keep making mortgage payments. They make you pay it off. So a couple options here. Um, you, I always tell people if there's a loan on the vehicle, check with the lender. Okay, so check with the credit, you know, the institution and ask them for authorization. So sometimes if you say, hey, I am taking my car and putting it into my trust for estate planning purposes, I'm not selling it to someone outside, they'll send back a little letter that says, we authorize this transfer and you're fine. That doesn't happen all the time. The backup option, if your state lets you do it, would be um, if you can put a beneficiary you know, in Ohio, they allow you to put a TOD or a transfer on death beneficiary on a car. So you would make the trust as the transfer on death beneficiary, but the ownership stays the same. So it doesn't mess uh, with the loan or the financing. Now, a lot of states don't let you do it. It's not great, but you can always make sure if you're married, the car's at least jointly titled. So if something happens to one of you, the other spouse can still take care of things. It's not perfect. Because if both of you pass away, you're in trouble. And also, if you're not married, you're in trouble. Um, or check with, the, and again, check with an expert in your state who does this all the time to know if there's any assignment or forms or other probate avoidance strategies specifically for vehicles. Some states have special rules or exemptions for vehicles. Make sure you talk to someone who knows what they're talking about. Um and, and, and you may run into trouble. There's There may be things you just cannot do, or at least you can't do this until you pay the car off. So at least you need to understand what can be done now and what might be your homework after the loan's paid off. Okay. We're talking about some, some areas where you might get some hassle during the trust funding process. And if you have questions for Nick, again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com or give him a call at 513-463-6789. Uh, investment accounts is the next thing we have here on our list to talk about. I mean, I'm guessing after kind of hearing about the banks, there's probably some crossover here, huh? Yeah, actually, that's that's a, that's a very good way to put it. It's similar. And I do want to clarify, we are talking about non-retirement investment accounts. So I'm talking about after tax. It's not an IRA or 401k. We're just talking about like a Fidelity account that you have that has stock or you know a stock account, something like that, a brokerage account. Some companies, you know, basically have common sense. And there's a few companies that even have a form specifically for, you know, like a trust conversion form. So it's basically a form specifically designed for someone who wants their account to be owned by their own trust. It's super easy. Couple pages. I'm not going to give a shout out to that specific institution. Unless they want to sponsor us, Ben. Um, so, you know, we can talk off air. And if you want to reach out to that company and, you know, see if they want to uh, be a big uh, name brand sponsor here, maybe send us some shirts or what have you, uh, <laughs> then I'd be more than happy to uh, prop them up here. But uh, until then, you know, it'll be like the movies, right, where, you know, they put tape or they blur out the logos uh, of, uh, of the clothes or something like that. So that's what we're doing right now. But uh, anyway, a lot of times there'll be substantial paperwork, you know, medallion signature guarantees, which are actually harder to get even than notaries. And sometimes you have to create entire new accounts instead of re-registering the existing account. So a lot of times it's the same process or the same 
roadblock as you would have for the bank accounts. But instead of just, I want to open a new checking account, those account application forms that are 27 pages long, where did you get the money? What's your income? What's your liquid income? Are you retired? What is your investment profile? Do you want to be aggressive? You know, that sort of thing. Um, driver's license number. They'll make you do all of that again. Like I've, I've done this for people where literally a 30-page form uh, full of information that they already have. And Ben, there's no button that says, you know, copy from previous account. Mm-hmm. Um, so the backup option here and again, you talk to your attorney and feel out how difficult it's going to be. You can put a, a lot of these places to let you put a pay on death or transfer on death beneficiary on the account. So, you know, say make the trust the beneficiary on it uh, while keeping everything the same. You don't have to do the new account application. So it takes care of that. But like I said with the bank, you do want to make sure that they are aware uh, that you have a power of attorney document put together. So if you got sick someone would be able to step in, manage the account on your behalf. Because obviously the transfer on death on pay or pay on death only gets to the trust after you die. So if you're still here, but if you're sick, that doesn't do you any good. Okay, so it's not perfect, but I tell people it's an A- minus or a B-plus level strategy if that's really the only way we're going to get through it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, One more category here that we have to address, business entity ownership. Well, and this can be all over the board, okay? And I think we talked about some of this um, when we did our one of our previous episodes about like closely held companies and entities and then stock, things like that. So first off, most businesses, if we're talking small businesses, don't even have like an operating agreement or any set of rules at all, which is terrible. But the ones that do, um, a lot of their rules are operating agreements. There's nothing or it doesn't authorize someone to transfer their ownership interest or their shares in the company into a trust, which is not good because that's what we need to do. Usually the operating agreement actually doesn't bring it up at all. So it doesn't say anything one way or the other. No one thought about it. It'd be one thing if someone thought about it and the rules say you cannot do this, but it's usually silent and says nothing. So the backup option here, if there's nothing that allows you to transfer your company shares into your trust, you can put a benefit like a transfer on death beneficiary uh, designation for your shares. I've done that many times. Um, But again, Ben, this is if the rules of the company or the operating agreement allow it. Um, I've had times where nothing is brought up or nothing is allowed. The third option here, and I've done this plenty of times, is we actually change or amend the operating agreement to add language that specifically allows someone to either transfer their shares to their trust or... Uh, on the flip side, would allow them to put a transfer on death designation of their shares into the trust. And then you finish the job. You complete the transaction. But sometimes you have to update or rewrite the rules to allow yourself to do it, which is annoying. But unfortunately, more and more I look at these operating agreements and, and, and they're just no one's thinking of it. 
and I talk to the clients and I say, there's nothing in here that even talks about how you can have an inheritance arrangement for your share of the company. And they look at you and say, wow, I never thought about it. I'm like, well, neither did your lawyer. So <laughs> not, to, <laughs> not that we're making any digs here yeah. uh, or, or not, but uh, it's something to be careful of. Um, and, and for those of you, even if you're not looking to update your estate plan right now, anyone who's a business owner, either solo or with partners, a little bit of homework here, find out what your rules are for your business regarding that, uh, and find out if you have any rules regarding that for your business and make sure that's something that is addressed. So it's, it's doable. A lot of times we end up finding out, Hey, what do the rules allow us to do? Or if not, sometimes we have to rewrite the rules. Okay. Very good. Well, this is, again, a good example of why you want to have a an attorney who does this day in, day out on your side to, to try to help uh, head off some of these issues and headaches that arise uh, during the process. And Nick is perfect for that. If you need help with him, uh, from him, you can always reach out, Cincinnati Estate Plan. Dot com. There's plenty of, uh, of tools and resources on the website for you if you're looking to learn more, including all the podcasts, which we have multiple episodes, dozens of episodes you can check out now and uh, and learn just about anything you want to. But again, if you have questions, uh, want to follow up or just begin your estate planning process, do so by calling 513-463-6789 or just book an appointment right there through CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. All right, Nick, uh, as always. Love going through this stuff with you, especially the stuff that's top of mind with you, and hopefully this helps some people out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for uh, anyone who's enjoying uh, our podcast, please make sure you hit to subscribe. And one other thing, um, for those of you, what would be a really nice favor um, is if you, uh, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google, although aren't they getting rid of Google Podcasts, Ben? Yes, they are moving to YouTube, yep. Okay, that's that's not good because I'm a I'm an Android guy. I use the Google Podcast app, so I'm going to be podcast homeless here You'll pretty be on soon. YouTube, I guess, primarily. Uh, well, I, I don't I don't really want to watch it uh, per se. I'll have to They're figure. They have a different out, platform, but, I think, available for that. But that okay, too. good, good, good. Um, so yeah, for for all of you guys, hope you love it. And if you're a Google Podcaster like me. Well, we're going to be, uh, we'll be homeless together here uh, pretty soon. But uh, if you could go ahead and make sure you subscribe and then also uh, give us a five-star rating. Uh, that would be uh, awesome as well. Help other people who are interested in this kind of information find it. Yes, very good. Nick, thank you for your time today and we'll talk again soon. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. 
This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.